everybody, it's Gabriel Menchaca. This week, I have my cousin with me. His name is Albert Menchaca. He is a, a union truck driver here in Los Angeles, California. Uh, we actually lived in Texas together for a small, short time when we were younger. Uh, I wanted to have him on basically to talk about just his, his testimony, man, like where he is with the Lord now, where he went. And so, uh, yeah, man, just give us maybe some background. Give us, you know, some story. <laughs> Like he said, my name is Albert Menchaca. Uh, I grew up in church. I was born in church. My mom and dad are pastors now. Um, they weren't uh, in the beginning. They started going to church. Got saved later. Pastored a church in Texas, where I did grow up with my cousin Gobble Gabriel. So one of the things is that uh, that's interesting. Maybe people don't know this, but so my dad is his dad's brother, uh, and some of the background there is interesting. So. My dad was the, the first one that got saved. He's the first one that came into a relationship with Jesus. And I remember one story of uh, him telling me about my uncle is that uh, he went to go preach to people on the street. And this was in, uh, you know, Los Angeles. It's like kind of like a rough area. And so uh, I, remember, I don't know if you remember this. I don't know if your dad ever talked about this story. But uh, my dad went to go preach. And so at that point in time, my dad was a Christian, but your dad was not. So my dad said that he went to go preach, but that my uncle, which is your dad, <laughs> said, well, you know, I'm not a Christian or anything, but I'll go with you in case anybody tries to mess with you. <laughs> so he was there to like, you know, beat Back anybody up. up. Yeah, he was going to beat anybody up that messed with him. So I always thought that was a funny story because like it, it's an interesting, in Latino communities especially, you have what is that, just that family bond. And so it's like you're a Christian, you're not a Christian, but we're family and so I thought it was really interesting how God really just moved through our whole family. And like, you know, basically everybody came to know the Lord at one point in their life. Um, and I really wanted to talk about kind of like your walk with Christ, because I think both of us had like different paths. I mean, obviously we're family, so we've known each other our whole life. But I think we went in different directions for a time. But I think it wasn't necessarily away from God. It was just like our own paths, like that we were walking with the Lord. And so I wanted to ask you really, you know, what was it like uh, being a pastor's kid? What do you remember about that? Like, number one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, being a pastor's kid, <clears throat> definitely fun. Uh, I guess because you get to leave uh, California and go go to Texas. Yeah, so you guys were church planters. Correct. Yeah, and, and uh, just so some context, uh, we're part of the same, at that point we were part of the same network. And uh, my dad went into Texas and then uh, my uncle... Uh, he went into a city that was not too far. How far uh, was it? Do you remember? Irving, about yeah. 15, 20 minutes maybe. Yeah, it wasn't too far from Dallas. Yeah. So we were in Dallas, and they were in Irving, Texas. And, uh, yeah, so what do you remember about that? <laughs> uh, the drive first, uh, we drove all the way to Texas. Um, it was fun. I uh, got to help, uh, I guess, help plant the church. Um, mm -hmm. I remember doing the songs uh, with the old uh, transparencies. <laughs> so I don't know if anybody knows what those are back in the day, but... We didn't use phones or digital uh, there was no platforms. Digital it was all uh, old school. You get a, a little marker and write the songs on a transparency <laughs> paper. Oh, and man. if you had a mistake, oh, well, you know. Um, that and just meeting uh, meeting different people um, from different cultures and, you know, just seeing how different people um, are into Christianity itself. And then even, like, 
we, I, I do remember that the church actually ended up being a good size. I do remember a few uh, details about it. I remember that there was a bar, wasn't there? Next there was a bar year? and a chicken place. Yes. <laughs> mm. It was between the chicken place and the bar. And, bar. and I remember one service, and I, I don't know how I remember this. I was young, but I remember that the whole church put their hands against the wall on the bar side, and they prayed for everybody in the bar that night. Do you remember that? Yeah, no, and and we would even find people drunk in the morning before service, sleeping, (laughs) sleeping in front of our front of our door of the church. So it was it was definitely reaching the community. It was in the heart of the community. Oh yeah, definitely. And and I think that's something that's that was pretty awesome. Do you remember uh, anything like crazy or any crazy story from just being at church and being like, what the heck, like? No, I mean, it just just meeting I guess different people and just seeing the whole church planning of you know, going into a building by yourself and getting ready to have service and nobody's there and then, you know, finally reaching the lost and going, you know, outreaching and passing out flyers. Like, I mean, I don't know how many churches do that now, but, you know, we would go out door to door and pass tracks out and flyers and, you know, tell them to come to our church. Yeah, just on the foot. What is it? Like, yeah, door to door, in yeah, person. Grounding, grounding it. Um, I remember when you guys left Texas and I don't know if I ever even like told you about this, but we were driving one time. Your dad sold, remember the red van? And you saw it in a, isn't it? A car yeah, dealer? dude, we were driving and, um, we were like, Hey, that's uncle Bethel's van. Like and they had it for sale. Yeah. And it was right. It was funny. Cause so every time I we drove that. to church, we saw it there. We were just like, Oh yeah, that's crazy. man. Yeah, he yeah, sold yeah. it. And then you guys went back to California yeah. But um, yeah, that was a that was a good time. It was definitely good memories. After you guys planted the church, you moved back to California. Uh, what was that like? Do you remember that at all, or was it just like uh, a big blur? It was kind of a blur um, coming back. It just happened real quick. Um, but then we came back to Praise Chapel Huntington Park, mm-hmm. and then they used to have uh, was it the Boy Scouts or no? Was it called uh, Rangers or mm. what was it called uh, Royal Rangers? Royal Rangers, yeah. So I I did that for a while. <laughs> Um, good uh, leadership that was doing the Royal Rangers. Um, that was kind of fun transitioning into that. Was it exciting to come back? It was because I had a lot more family here. But yeah. then I also missed you and your sister because we got real close in yeah. Texas. Yeah, it was only us out there. I remember a few of our family members coming to visit like maybe twice. Like, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so coming back was definitely, I think, new and I think exciting again because yeah it was fun move to texas then come back to california and it's funny now because we see a lot of movement to texas yeah everybody wants to go back yeah there's like 50 people that i, I actually know. miss texas though because i missed really? i miss i miss the weather um yeah well, everybody got their seasons i mean it's bad now but um california yeah, is uh week. you wear sh- sweaters in the morning shorts in the afternoon and then you go back to a sweater at night yeah yeah and there's actually seasons there in texas <laughs> that's it yeah i do recall that <laughs> that was pretty vicious so you guys come back to California, and uh, you're you're in church. You're growing up in a Christian home, and I I really wanted to talk about because I think there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure for pastors' kids. So you guys come back, and was your was your dad was he a, an assistant pastor at the time when you guys came back, or was you guys just kind of getting settled? I think we just got settled. Okay, I'm not 100 percent positive on currently that. he's an assistant pastor Correct. at the the location that they came back to, and so um, you know it's been couple decades now oh yeah it's been a long time but so you grew up in the christian home and then that's what i'm saying like we we kind of we went kind of different ways like i you know my the emphasis of us 
of growing up in our home was like, you know, you guys, you're going to go to Bible college, you know, you need to, you need to make sure you emphasize on these areas. And, and so we were kind of like directed into these areas. And then on top of that, like we, I would say we grew up in a more conservative home and a conservative place. Like, for example, I remember coming to visit California and you and all of you know our friends would be listening to what we called secular music. And so for me, that was like a big mm. deal. It was like, what the heck? Like these mm. guys are, there's no way they're Christians. Mm. <laughs> and so like- Even that, movies. Yeah, yeah. We Like rated R movies. We were not allowed to watch rated R movies. We didn't watch rated R movies. Commando. Um, yeah, like we, those Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Those were like, it was awesome yeah. coming here and watching them because we were like, oh my gosh, we would no way be allowed to watch that. But anyway- um, yeah, so we, we, we had those those kind of differences in the areas and the context of where we were. But I think, too, like, I think our, our lives kind of went different directions. And not, not necessarily mine went better, per se. I think we just, I see it as we went in these directions and we kind of found God in a place that was real to us. So I think, I, you know, obviously I grew up in a Christian home, as most people who listen to this podcast know. Uh, my, my dad's still a pastor, you know, and then uh, my cousin Bethel here, his dad's still a pastor. Uh, we we definitely went different directions. though. But like I said, not that anything's better. It's just we both came to this place where we had relationship with God that was very personal. And I think like my context was I was, you know, still involved with church and ministry. But I think for you, you were you had like that encounter with God, with the Lord. And the Holy Spirit speaking to you during all this stuff, but it was in a different place. And so, like, I'm, I'm more curious as to, like, you know, what kind of, how did you end up leaving? Because for a time, you weren't in church. You were not Correct. serving God. And I wouldn't say that you rejected God, and I think you agree with that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But I think that you just weren't in church. You weren't intentional. Yeah, I just wasn't involved. Yeah, and, and, and tell me about that. Like, what, what It was happened? just more, I mean, for me, I guess it was just, they almost say, like, our little era kind of got skipped. It was just, like... There wasn't a lot of um, um, community, okay. so so I guess you know that would be the word for it would be community. There wasn't a lot well, of like when you say community, do you mean like specifically like healthy community? Because I do remember there yeah, like was a, a healthy, group. like a healthy community. Because there was a community of let's go act like we're in church and go to the park and hang out, and then there was a community that actually stood at church, and I was part of the let's go to the park and hang out. And okay, so you guys wouldn't you would skip church? You would skip church, yeah. So we would we, we would show up to church when it was over and act like we were in church. <laughs> that was that was our. We already knew when what time it'd be over. They never asked you about the sermon. <laughs> nah, nah, man. And there was no Instagram or anything to to prove that I was there. So, oh, true. You know, true. So I was at service. Okay, so so there was no like good healthy community. Um, what was what was hard about trying to serve God at that point? Like, was it just that you just didn't know? Like, or, you know what I mean? Like, I'm really just asking because I think there's a lot of uh, people wondering, number one, maybe there's even parents listening wondering about their children who are like, you know, maybe they're making decisions or going in a direction that they feel is like, you know, I don't see that being good. or And I think there's also those thinking that, you know, if we do this, this, and this, our kids are going to be Christian yeah, yeah, yeah. and end up perfect. Yeah, no. And you guys... I mean, I had a great example. I mean, my yeah. mom and dad were super great examples. I mean, anything I did in my past has no reflect on them at all. You know, And, th- and that's, what's, a, that's hard. Like, it was just a decision of mine that I made that just, you know, I just chose to walk a different way. And, you know, it was almost like I was rebelling. It was almost like I wanted to live that pastor's kid 
you know, uh, what everybody thought we were, you know, because, you know, how they say pastor's kids are always the worst ones or, you know, and it was almost like you got to live up to it, right? I mean, <laughs> you know, even though, you know, you don't have to, it's not the way it's supposed to be, you know, it should be opposite. But, you know, I had great examples. I mean, great, great examples. Yeah, um, at home. At home, for and sure. Then, it was just at church, as far as that, it was just, you know, we just, it almost like it got bored, you know, it was nothing really for us to do, you know, as far as like Bible study or, you know, hanging out with youth, you know, there was not that much youth in mind that was in church. And so like at, at that point, you basically started to drift away from the Lord. Correct. Like, you didn't yeah. have like any intentionality in living. No, as a like Christian. I would just go. It was honestly a meet point for a lot of us. Okay. I mean, I meet would up meet, with friends. I and would leave. meet up all my friends. We'd have Bible study, and then after that, we'd go party. You know, we'd go hang out. You know, you like I said, you grew up in the Christian home. Your parents are pastors, um, church planters. This was when church planting wasn't even like a trendy thing. Nope. This was when it was like. Mm. People, it was unheard of. It was yep. like, you're leaving your, your job, you're leaving where you live, and you're going to start a church. You're crazy. Yep. Now being a church planner is kind of like, oh, yeah. that's cool. You yeah. know, like, <laughs> it's like, oh, good job. But um, I think back then, yeah, it was crazy. It was extreme. And then, um, yeah, so you had great example at home. You had uh, been around a solid family uh, environment. And then you, you kind of, you just, that relationship with God is absent. And so what happened in that, like, what happened, whatever you want to share. I mean, like, I know, I know there's some mm. details you might want to not share just for whatever reason, but like, what do you feel comfortable sharing about as far as like, what happened in that, that kind of brought you back to the Lord? What brought me back to the Lord was probably just <clears throat> going down the wrong path. I mean, I started getting heavy into drinking and, um, I mean, my life wasn't just going to end up anywhere good. So what do you mean heavy into drinking though? Like, um, just any chance I got, I would just drink. You know what I mean? I would go to a bar by myself. I didn't need nobody to hang out with. So alcoholism. Know? Alcoholism, correct. So that's what ran, that ran in our family. It, it was it was almost like, you know, they consider it a curse in the Machaca family, you know, as far as uh, alcohol. I mean, from our grandparents to, you know, to our parents, you know, it runs, runs heavy. So it was something that I, I had to battle with because I knew, you know, God is stronger and bigger, you know, and we got to overcome that and can't let that, you know, take over our life, you know, even though, you know, people say that's why I'm like that, you know, it's blame it on something, but you can't, you know, so my turn was just, you know, my daughter, I had my daughter and, you know, it was either die from alcoholism or change my life and, and give something better to my, to my daughter. Yeah. So like you started thinking of the future and the long term, And then I think too, like for me, at least when, you know, we had our son, uh, you have your first child and it's like you start to think of your childhood oh yeah and like for me that happened that was a big deal because i realized man like i had a great childhood and like the least i can do is try to get somewhere close to that for him yeah, yeah, yeah. and so i don't know if that kind of happened to you at all oh yeah definitely i mean for one i've never seen my dad drink <coughs> i mean so for me it was like i don't want my daughter to see me like that yeah you know i mean like I said, I had great examples from my mom and dad, you know, I mean, yeah, they argued and they had their little, you know, things, but I've never seen my dad smoke in his life. I've never seen him drink. I've never seen him cuss. And, you know, having my daughter, I was like, I don't want my daughter to be, hey, hand me a beer, you know, go hand me this. Or, you know, I was like, I don't want my daughter to see me that way. 
So you, I, yeah. I had to change my life. Yeah. And then on top of that, like the health stuff as well. Like, oh, of course. You know, losing. Like, well, yeah, we, I mean, we, we lost a good, you know, cousin of ours, mm-hmm. you know, for, you know, kind of health reasons. And that was an eye opener for me, too, because I hung out, you know, with him a lot. And I had to change myself, you know, for my family, you know. And, th- and so in that, like, what was there any moments that and this is where I find it very interesting. And like, for me, it's an interesting topic. Um, we talked about this before of how like even when you weren't in church, there was still this like understanding of truth and conviction even. Oh, yeah, definitely. And what was like what did what was that like? Because yeah, I so like it was trippy. Yeah, because I, mean, I feel like I you told me stories and I was like, what the heck? Like, yeah, it was almost <laughs> like you'd go out and you'd go drink or you would go buy something and be like, man, God, like I shouldn't be doing this, <laughs> you know, and it's you're still getting convicted. But, you know, like, man, I don't care. I'm gonna do it anyways. But it's almost like it's crazy because, like, you know, we grew up in church and, you know, God had a hand on us because, you know, I would go out there and, you know, I would drive intoxicated and, you know, I know I could have lost my life a lot of times. And if it wasn't for God and my parents praying for me, you know, I could have easily lost my life or killed somebody. Yeah, that's, you know, not even that, you know, I could have killed somebody, you know, by, by being, you know, foolish, you know, but. I mean, yeah, God would always speak to us, and that's, I think that was the main forefront of it all, is like, no matter what, we never forgot, you know, like, where we came from. So, so you're in this place of, like, you're not serving the Lord in any intentional way, but you're not necessarily, like, rejecting Him. So were there moments when you, you felt like, man, I think God's speaking to me? Or like, I think he just, you know, spoke to me. Or was there anything like that that ever happened? Yeah, you'd probably hear like, like I'd hear a song or I'd, mm. I'd go to church. A song, you know? yeah, it's vicious. <laughs> yeah, you'll hear a song and you're just like, you know, you almost want to start crying, but you're like, man, shut up. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to hear this right now, Change you know? <laughs> yeah, there you go, you know? But it's like, no matter what, God will speak to you, you know? Yeah. Whether it's something my dad would say to me or my mom, and then I would just get convicted, like, wow, like God is still moving in me, even though I'm still not there, like he's there no matter what. Yeah. So in that, I like I feel like this. I feel like um, uh, the Spirit of the Lord draws all men to him, the scriptures say. And I feel like in that, there was something that I really believe like the Holy Spirit moved in, in our lives in a very personal way. And like I said, like I'm not convinced that if someone leaves or like feels rejected from a church because I think there are some that they don't necessarily choose to leave a church they just feel like they're not accepted or they don't belong and so I feel like I think there's some of that that happens and in that I think the Holy Spirit still speaks to them but they just they don't understand what to do with that and so I feel like there's some people that may be listening that are thinking of like family members or something like that and it's like man I know that they they still have a conviction they still know the truth um, they know what the Bible says. They know when it's time to pray. You know, yeah. <laughs> like and, yeah, we'll still uh, be we'll be drinking a beer and we'll pray for our food or yeah. something. You know, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> you know, yeah, because you knew that was that was the thing to do. You know, but and I think those moments that you're away from the things of the Lord, like specifically church and and Christian community, like there's a drawing, like something that draws you back to it, you know? And I think that's a good thing because when you don't have that, I feel like, man, yeah. you reject well, I think, it. Well, I think too because it was genuine. It wasn't Yeah. It wasn't something that was fake, you know? Like we got brought up in a church genuinely, you know? I mean, my dad stopped 
alcohol and drugs and in a heartbeat, you know, as soon as he got yeah. saved. Yeah. So for that, I think because it was so genuine and I knew that God changed my family's life, you know, from all of my uncles, you know, from your dad, yeah. you know, from what he used to do, you know, and all of our uncles. And, and that's, I think that's what made it so real to us when we were not serving because we knew it was real. It wasn't a hoax. And I think too, on top of that, like, all I ever knew about the history of our family is from stories. I never really saw it. Yeah. So I feel like that's something that I didn't realize until I was older that that's a huge testimony. Because oh, yeah. some people, they see that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, man, they used to do this yeah. on the weekend. They were there with them. you know. And it's like, no, I, I never even saw some of my family members ever drink a beer. Yeah. And come to find out later, like they were like insane alcoholics. <laughs> And so, like, I think that's huge and a big testimony to what the Lord has done. But um, so, yeah, so so you're 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 going through all this stuff. You you have your daughter, and at that point, you're like, man, I need to I need to refocus. And so, what has happened since then? Like, how have you refocused, so to speak? Like, and then how have you drawn that into your home, specifically for the reason of saying it's not just about going to church. Yeah, it's about knowing Him. Yeah, in your home. Yeah, exactly. So what have you done, like, in your home? Like, what do you guys do, you know what I mean, like, that that you feel like, this is what I, I saw growing up, and this is what yeah, we do? Yeah. <laughs> well, now, I mean, obviously, we rededica- rededicated ourselves, and, you know, even my daughter and, you know, my wife, mm-hmm. you know, and now it's like, you know, like that saying they say is, what is it, uh, in my home, we will serve the Lord, or, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. how does it go? Um, that's for me in my house, we serve the there Lord. There you go. So, like, you know, for me, that's that's what I go by now, you know, and it's like, I don't, the same thing I said, I don't want my daughter to see me do that. So I want to teach her about God and, you know, teach her of the things that, that are blessing in our family. You and, know? and there was like, and I don't mean to um, go back to this, but I, I think it's important that there was like a genuine repentance. Correct. So like in that, can, like, tell me a little bit about that. The genuine repentance, like those areas that you felt like, man, like I, I am really turning from this lifestyle like what happened the turning point yeah um it was just basically i mean i came to a point in my life where you know i ended up leaving one of my jobs you know didn't have nothing left and you know it was just i was just really going down to the bottle which was you know alcohol and um it was like i i really really need to change my life you know and i know god gives us second chances and you know i had to really you know repent and ask God for forgiveness, you know, and, and hopefully change my life, you know, and he has now, you know, he's given me peace and joy in my, in my life. And, you know, things couldn't be better. And, and so what do you guys do in your home? Like to be intentional about like serving the Lord or like even just making, making I mean, him have a place here. I mean, the main thing is, I mean, <laughs> the way I grew up and a lot of the people my age grew up is uh, worship music. Um, you know, when I grew up, that's every morning, clockwork, we had, you know, um, Carmen that yeah. just passed away. Oh, uh, yeah, man. We had him playing in the morning. We had, you know, <coughs> Sweet Comfort, you sweet know. Sweet Comfort, man, that's I mean, right. Yeah. So for me, you know, I'm going to have my daughter hear worship music. So now, you know, when she goes to bed, I play worship music for her, you know, instead of playing, you know, secular music, you know, I, I'll play worship music for her to go to sleep, um, you know, every morning or whatever chance we get, we play worship music in our house. And, you know, we just try to just praise him as much as we can. You know, I mean, no matter what, you know, where we're at, 
so you create like an atmosphere in your home of, of like praise and worship. Yes. And then, uh, <clears throat> what are some of the things that you saw as a as a kid that like besides the praise and worship, like what about reading the Bible? Like, do you guys incorporate that anyway in particular? Or? Yeah, we'll try to sit down. So like, you know, she's learning how to read right now. So we'll try yeah. to get her little her little Bible, like you know, the first kids Bible. Yeah. And we'll try to have her read that, or you know, just talk about stories of the Bible and. You know, just as parents like leading and directing in that. Yeah, yeah. So now that you guys are like, you you're, in a little bit of context because obviously she's not here, but your wife Jessica, she did not grow up in a Christian home, right? No. So Christianity to her was a little bit of a distant understanding. Yeah, I mean, her there was a couple of religions that she kind of was around. You know, it was Catholic and um, a little bit of Christianity, like not too much, but. Yeah, it wasn't really until she met my family is where she really like, you know, noticed that there is, you know, almost like there is a God. Yeah. You know, I mean, because you can see the fruitfulness of somebody when you when you meet them, you know, how genuine, like I said, the genuineness of it, you know, it's not fake. And you guys met when you were not in church. Correct. We met at a bar. And so then um, she came to the faith later. Yes. And you guys are already married at that point, right? Uh, Yes. Yeah, and so, like, and that whole thing is, you know, and that's what I'm saying, like, it's so interesting because it's like, like, I think for everybody listening, um, you know, both of us grew up in Christian homes. Uh, we were both taught the same thing, but it was like, you know, for whatever reason, like, some people go different directions, but what we know for sure is that the Holy Spirit still speaks to us. Like, I would say this, I am in no way perfect and I even in church, I think it was a little bit worse because I was more like just distant from God in church. <laughs> so I wasn't in a bar, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I might as well have been because yeah. I was just sitting in a service, you know, yeah. not really there as a Christian, just there yeah, out of yeah, yeah. habit. And so like I think like it's something important to know that the Holy Spirit speaks to us uh, whether we're sitting in that service or or we're not like the Holy Spirit speaks oh, to yeah, us. Yeah, definitely. And even the whole brought up, like you said, like. Just because I grew up in a Christian, you know, family and, yeah. you know, some people think it's like the seventh heaven of the, the oh, TV yeah. show, you know, it's like you got the perfect family and, you know, what's wrong with you? Why are you out here, you know, drinking or whatever, you know, but it's like, you know, sometimes you just you just want to go that path, you know, you just you want to rebel, you yeah. know, but no matter what, that faith is still there, which is which is a trip, you know, because God really speaks to you no matter what. I mean, you even brought up earlier today when we were talking about how the spirit spoke to you when we were in my car with yeah. a bunch of people and that's you know trip out on that you know i mean yeah i'll share the story a little bit well i can't share all the <laughs> details but anyway um <clears throat> we were driving in a car and at that point i don't think you were serving god <laughs> i think i was visiting or i was here for a short trip and i think we were just going to the beach but we were with like two other guys and nobody was serving God. I was I was a teenager. I, I do believe at that point I was intentionally trying to pursue my relationship with Jesus. But I found myself in this car with these guys that were not serving God. And I remember the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And it was just so weird. Because I was like, dude, these guys are hmm. not Christians. We're definitely not in church. What is going on? And um and and I think it was it was just a good moment for me. Cause since that moment I realized it was a big eye opener for me because I think uh, I grew up, like I said, more conservative and, and and in my religious mind, 
it was like, well, God moves at the altar. Only. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Holy Spirit speaks to you at the altar. If you want to yeah. hear the Lord, go to the altar Can't at the church. Can't happen else. Yeah, it has to be Sunday morning, 1030. Yeah. Go to the altar after worship. The Holy Spirit speak to you there. That's the only place you can talk to him. Yeah. And then it was like this moment where it was like, dude, this is trippy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the heck? Like, and it was just kind of like, this is like, I know the Holy Spirit. Like, I know who he is. I know what it, what it, it, when he's speaking to me, I know what that is. And so in that moment, I know he spoke to me and it just blew me away because I was like, so tripping out. I was like, man, like, okay, Lord, like you're speaking about these guys who aren't serving you right now. So it was interesting. Um, But I think like the other thing would be that for me, I think growing up and seeing how there were people here in California, I would look at them and think like, you know, as I got a little bit more religious, like, like, oh man, they're going to hell for sure. Hmm. (laughs) And like, just looking at them thinking like, oh dude, yeah, no, they need Jesus, bro. And now they really, most of them, like a lot of the guys in that group are serving the Lord, um, doing some great things. And then uh, I think it was just a bump in the road. You know, I think a lot of us just had to kind of go through it and thank God we all survived it, you know, and yeah, we all still had the faith and no matter what, I mean, you speak to all of them and they all had that faith, no matter they were locked up or, you know, going through their their drug addiction i mean god was speaking man like god god was moving and and that's the thing like and i think that's what's so trippy is we're talking about church kids yeah church kids that that got addicted to drugs that went to prison no um you know multiple things that you know yeah we could maybe have them on a podcast later and they could share Mm -hmm. about it but like just that these are these are church kids yeah and and that's what i think like for me i do have a heart for like you know especially pastors kids because i think like there is some pressure there, but I also know that it's not like a, for me, it's not a preferential treatment thing. It's more of just like a, it sucks sometimes. Yeah. It sucks because well, like, you're put on a, you know, they, they think different of you. Yeah. You, you know? have to be the Can't standard. make a mistake. Yeah. If you make a mistake, yeah. it's like, oh, we knew it. Too bad there wasn't an Instagram then. How we'd really get in trouble. Oh uh, man. Yeah. They would I feel bad us. for the kids now. They would critique us big time. They'll catch us on film doing something. Or you put you post something. Yeah, and you and get in trouble for like, it. Yeah, they'd be why'd you post that? Yeah, take it yeah. down. So I think there's a lot of things that, you know, pastors kids, you know, do have to deal with. There's some pressure and stuff. But um, I do know this. I think like uh like I said, like I believe the Holy Spirit really speaks and when he speaks, it's just it's heavy. It's it's bigger than any of the situations. It's bigger than any of the the negative things that are going on. And I and I feel like that drawing of the spirit of God that, you know, um, that kind of draws people unto him, like who he is versus what ministry or what yeah, church yeah. is. And that's an interesting thing. Cause I feel like, you know, you look at our family, um, you know, nobody's perfect in our family. Nobody, nobody has it all together. Yeah. But what we do know is that all of us that are serving the Lord have come to a place to say, I'll admit it. <laughs> and then on top of that, I know I need the Lord to be the center of my life. And that's a big deal. And I feel like that's what allows us to have that peace and joy like you were talking about. Yeah, definitely. In our home. Yeah. And um, yeah, so and then I do I did want to share a funny story, but I first want you to share a little bit about what you're doing also with our other cousin Raymond. Um, you guys are doing extended family, which is a um, it's a lifestyle brand. Correct. And the there's also a podcast that you guys are doing called Put the Stress Down 
which is a focused podcast specifically on PTSD. Correct. And so um, maybe you could just share a little bit like how that's going and, you know. Um, yeah, like you said, we have the brand Extended Family Apparel. Um, it's a lifestyle brand. Um, pretty much came up from like, you know, kind of what uh, Gobble's talking about, Gabriel. Um, it's a like a community that we built, you know, that, you're, you know, you're never alone with the brand Extended Family, kind of like you know the pastor's kids we all have a group of friends or you know you have somebody that you're close to and uh through that we branched off and we we started a podcast called ptsd which is you know um a mental health issue from a a lot of people that they go through and most people think it is a you know a military-based um problem and it's actually you know a lot more people have you know mental health issues with ptsd so we turned it around and we put it uh, and to put the stress down podcast and uh, we just focus on mental health and help people deal with different issues in their life and you know that we've all been through something traumatic in our life that you know changed us but that just to let you know you're not alone you know there's a lot of us just like pastors kids that have gone through what I've gone through or even worse and and even Raymond is a pastor's kid correct because yeah his dad was a pastor (laughs) yeah 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 Marine Corps just like your dad yeah so you know, it just goes back to that. You know, put the stress down podcast, um, basically about mental health. Um, one of the the funny stories I wanted to share. Do you remember when we almost burned that fence down? Uh, when you almost burned that fence down, yeah, because <laughs> you were a Royal ranger and you put some uh, dirt on top of it. No, no, I, I remember specifically you kicking leaves on it, and because th- it was hot coals. It was. Yeah, it was hot. We had barbecued. Okay, well, yeah, paint and, the picture for everybody. Okay, okay, so we barbecued, and it was an old like. It, it was the it old was a barbecue. Ghetto kid. barbecue. Like where the, the legs, legs were, were falling off. Yeah, the legs were rusted through. Like they literally we we hit it with a stick and, and it, it fell. like broke. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's hot coals there. <laughs> and so we were like, oh shoot. And someone had the bright idea. Like just cover it, it'll just turn kick off. Leaves. Yeah, just kick leaves, it'll it'll turn off by itself. It'll just die out. And then we, we went to the front to go play. <laughs> yeah, we were in the backyard. We were like, we're good. We covered up the, the damage. Let's go play. Taking and somebody runs of, back. The fired. fence is on fire. <laughs> Who did that? The neighbor runs out, uh, your, yeah, your fence is on fire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That was Gabriel. Gabriel did those, that. Those are great memories. <laughs> was that at your house or It was house? at my house. It was at your house. Yeah. So that was an Irving. Your house is where you always got injured, where you would fall down the steps and crack your head open. Yeah, I did. That did happen <laughs> So once. those were a lot of the fun things that Patrick's kids got to do when you got to hung out with cousins. Yeah. Yeah, so that was That was good a good times. bonding session. <laughs> Burning fences down. Yeah. <laughs> All that stuff. But yeah. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I think it's cool just to have my cousin on and, you know, just for anybody out there that, you know, if you you have a family member or if you're a parent or if you're somebody that's you're not a parent and you're the one going through some stuff right now and maybe you've li- you're listening to this, <clears throat> understand something that Jesus loves you and wherever you're at, uh, the Holy Spirit can will speak to you, man. And I, I think if there's any advice, it would it would be like, hey listen yeah that's what i would say i mean the best advice i'd give to somebody is listen to god because there's been times where i would be at my lowest point and god would speak to me and i would just be like screw that you know i'm not gonna listen you know and i think like now that i am serving him and you know i'm listening a lot more and i'm being you know obedient to him you know that when he does speak to me you know i don't miss that opportunity that he says or you know yeah so if there's any any of you going through some tough times, uh, keep going, man. Keep going. If if you need actual like help, 
connect with us. Uh, you can connect with you know my my cousin uh, Albert. He's on Instagram, and you connect with their uh, extended family or or their accounts or our account, whatever you want to do. But you know, just if you need something, just some prayer, just somebody to talk to, hit us up. And then on top of that, um, get into your Bible, read your Bible, pray. You know, uh, like put on some worship music. I love it. I love <laughs> put on it. Some of that old school stuff, Carmen. Yeah. ETW, there it is. DC Talk, there it is. That's what we grew up on. Yeah. T Bone. What about when you sang ETW? <laughs> hey, come on, guys. That's a that's an old school. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Look them up. Create that atmosphere, though. Yeah, that create atmosphere. that atmosphere. You got in your to home, in your car, wherever you can. Uh, thank you guys for listening, um, and we'll be back next week.